You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. I am Martina Cunha, and you're listening to Backstage Talk. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. I I think this is one of my dreamed interviews. Um, today's guest is Joey Contreras. He is a New York-based Mexican-American musical theater and pop songwriter. I, after years and lots of social media interactions with Joey, I finally have him on Backstage Talk. He is a Fred Ebb Award finalist, a Jonathan Larson Grant finalist, and an alum of the Johnny Mercer Project. His musical, In Pieces, one of my favorite musical theater shows ever, is currently licensed and performed worldwide with with a commercial run in the works. The Highlights album, which I have it on replay every other day, was released by Broadway Records. His other musicals includes Forget Me Not, Heartbreakers in Hell, All the Kids Are Doing It, I Used to Shine, and he has a few upcoming commissions in the works. So Joey, with that intro, welcome to Backstage Talk. It's a dream to have you here. Oh, I'm so happy to be here and so happy to see you as well. Thank you so much for all those sweet words. So I just introduced you, but what else do we need to know about you? Oh, gosh. Um, well, uh, that was a great, uh, nice little overview of what's going on. Um, but I also just today got the frame for a um, 2003 Britney Spears magazine that I bought off of eBay that I'm planning to frame and put in my little Britney Spears corner. And I feel like sometimes... I I thought that I had like grown up, but then it's moments like that where I'm like, oh, I'm still that 12 year old. <laughs> I'm still that Britney Spears super fan 12 year old. So um, that is something that I can share right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But wait, before we dive into your interview, have you gone to see Once Upon a One More Time already? Of course. Of course I have. I uh, I got to see it in workshops. I got to see the out of town. Uh, I have a lot of friends in it and, um, you know, it was, it, it, it was such a collision of my two loves and passions, you know, musical theater and Britney. So it was, it was a good time. It's fun. Yeah. It was a party and those musical arrangements are top notch. I, yes. I honestly am manifesting 
a once upon a one more time cast recording because it's gonna be on replay when I'm taking showers. <laughs> yes, the circus uh, dance break is a lot of fun, and uh, Aisha Jackson doing uh, from the bottom of broken heart is I need that immediately. Um, and yeah, I think what was really fun about it was how how much they jam packed into it and even some lesser known songs as well like it's funny because i've seen it a couple times in audiences as well and um you know everyone always has the same reaction when it's oops or toxic or those songs but brightest morning star which is the duet between cinderella and snow um is a very deep cut (laughs) and i think the audiences too are like huh what is this (laughs) a little bit but i was there and i was getting it and i was like i love i love this yeah so let's go back to your whole thespian journey. Mm-hmm. How how and why musical theater and how and why Broadway? Uh musical theater and music in general has been a part of my life since since inception is that the word you use since I was conceived <laughs> my mom and my dad were musicians and they were playing in bars and hotels and clubs and everything they had a cover band and they were playing live and up to even when my mom was pregnant so I was hearing Paula Abdul and Janet Jackson and a lot of and a lot of pop music in the belly and then right immediately like by four years old I was doing tap dancing my mom really put me in a lot of stuff she was a I mean she she definitely was super super supportive and encouraging and I took to it very quickly um so music and theater and and dance and everything was a part of my life right at like four years old and um did a lot of community theater and um yeah so and then it's just always been my journey. It's just, I, and I remember being in high school in a bus and one of my friends was like, it's just amazing that you know what you want to do right now. And, and yeah, I guess I just have always been, it's been my, it's been my life since a very, very, very young age. And I'm so grateful that I'm still doing it. I'm also um, really proud of myself that I'm still here because it is yeah tough <laughs> um especially being a musical theater writer um and so yeah it's it's been it's been a journey and i'm proud of myself and still going i love that i love that so let's dive into in pieces forget me not and the rest of the works that you do you now have this show license you have in pieces license we are getting a couple of high school productions college college productions and you're working on it right now to have a commercial run right yeah in pieces has been such a a beautiful gift a wonderful backwards journey of a show i for people that don't know a lot of my initial career was built off of musical theater albums i love being in the recording studio and so when i started writing more theatrical music because I I was writing pop music since I was like 14 years old and (laughs) copyrighted like 200 hundreds and hundreds of songs of me giving you uh, 
Britney Spears-esque pop. Um, <laughs> and I still, I mean, you could still hear those influences yeah. in in certain songs and certain scores and everything. But um, when I went to school, it, I went to a BFA musical theater program and got my, my um, undergraduate degree in that. And it was then when I started really kind of combining my love for pop music and theater music together to kind of create my own voice. And then when I moved to the city, I just was like, let me go into the studio because I love being in the studio and record these albums and put it online and, and very quickly started kind of carving out a, an interesting path and journey for myself as an as a as a writer and finding an audience. And so for the first like five, six years of my career and being in the city, I had built up a following of people that knew me for these standalone songs, often, um, which were really popular, especially in that era of time that I kind of came up in. And then the conversation was always, oh, well, can you make a can you make a song cycle of your music, something that's sort of like your songs for a new world? So uh, I started kind of I have a couple of different versions of that that have been kind of being developed. And then um, I presented in pieces for the first time in 2017 at at, uh, a New Works thing at Lincoln Center. And then it kind of went on the back burner. And I started working on some other shows. And then uh, in I was going to end up doing some development in 2020. And then COVID happened. And so that got stopped. But then at the same time, the universe still said, well, you may not be going to Denmark to, to, to work on in pieces, but you can still work on it in the city in quarantine. So um, once a, a university had reached out about wanting to explore it in this kind of hybrid setting um it was the first time that I really got to like look at it open it up figure it out quickly work on work on it with them and very quickly also realized the uh the uh appeal and the license potential for a show like this and I've always been someone who didn't wait for permission to do anything and I've always been a go-getter and I just don't wait for the phone to phone to ring um And so I quickly like just contacted one of my friends who works in licensing. I was like, I think I want to just like release these licensing rights. And I just recorded 22 songs, the production track, so that people could, if they wanted to produce the show, but didn't have access to a band, they could purchase the track so that they can still put on the show, trying to just create an ease of producibility for people. Mm -hmm. And then once I had all these really wonderful backing tracks that I had gotten, you know, some of my my favorite musicians to to hop on and record and all that stuff um then i was like well there's 10 songs that nobody knows like the, the, some of them you know because in pieces had taken interpolated songs from my catalog and then I, i'd also written a couple of new songs for the show and and they hadn't been officially released and i was like well let me get some of my like favorite voices and and favorite people on this and then it just kind of went from there suddenly it was like the licensing was 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 dropped and people started wanting it right away and then I released the album and then next thing you know it's being produced in Singapore and Australia and London and Ohio and and you know Utah like all these places and um and what's been beautiful about that is that I've been able to see this show and see how it how how uh, performers uh get to experience it and how they have such a a, a nice beautiful connection with the music and the and the moment in time that they are uh, they are um performing it um 
but I, but what's weird about it is that I have actually never done a production of in pieces. So I've all these people are like literally doing in pieces and I, the writer hasn't hadn't gotten a chance. So then when a, a producer came on and we were like, okay, let's, let's look at this. Let's look and see like, what is my vision of in pieces? Because now I, I, I want to put out there my vision of in pieces. It's been in the hands of a ton, of a bunch of creative teams and it'll always have that interpretability for it. But, um, you know, it's just very, it's very backwards to license a show that hadn't actually been given its premiere production yet, you mm-hmm. know, where people can look at it. So that is what we're working on now. It's kind of an In Pieces 2.0. It's very different than the licensed version. The song cycle nature of the show that was sort of in the in the original version is completely gone. It's now a book musical. I've written a book. There's a bunch of new songs. And um, so it's it's. It's uh, a clearer and deeper version of the show that I'm very excited to share with people, and I hope it. I hope people will enjoy it, and I can't wait to record the full version of that album. <laughs> oh my god, this is so exciting! <laughs> so so exciting! Thank you for sharing that. I want to ask you, how has your heritage influenced your artistry? Now that you come from this like mix of musical theater and pop music, um, how has your heritage played cards on that? My um, identity and heritage journey has been something that has been a very uh, a new thing for me to really explore. And it's been um, very emotional and very vulnerable. Um, I come from a mixed family. I'm a Mexican Jew. And... Uh, And I just had never really felt like I, um, I've always, I, I've, I've always had a struggle. I've always felt like I wasn't Latin enough or Mexican enough in how I act and, and how I move through life and how the music that I create. And so it's been a very interesting journey as of recently to really examine that and see how that has impacted me, um, and as a person, let alone an artist. Um, and it's, it's been a lot of great conversations with my dad um, and conversations with my other uh, uh, friends who are in the Latine community and also being a part of like the Latine Musical Theater Lab and the conversations that we have there. I mean, I just was in a panel about um, the future of, of Latine theater and, um, and it's just such a, the communal aspect of it, I think is something that is really going to start influencing me as an artist more now than necessarily what was in the, what I've done so far. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I just recently did a, a break from the line translation where I put Spanish, um, um, in that popular song of mine. And, uh, I worked with uh, bilingual Broadway on yeah. that. And that was just such a gift. And, um, I, I am excited to explore doing more things like that as well. And that translation was beautiful. Like le- the, the, the English version of the song is amazing in its own. But I remember when I saw it on Instagram, um, this video of, uh, I think it was Katerina singing Kat- with, yeah. Um, and Katerina then singing the bilingual, yeah. Singing the bilingual version. And I was just like, This hits home and this is so nice and it's so well translated. Like we had last season, um, 
bilingual Broadway's founder, Luis Eduardo Mora, and we know his work, and it's just beautiful. And what you two did with that song was amazing. So thank you for gifting that us. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, what is the best thing about being this mixed race artist? Because I didn't, I personally didn't know that you were also a Jew. Um, but that also brings a lot of other topics into the conversation. Uh, I just want to know for you, what is the best thing about being a Latin Jew artist? I think. I don't spend a lot of time. I, I think finding my uh, my love and my passion for those parts of me because now has been such an amazing journey. Because for so long, I don't, I don't, not to get like super dark or depressing or anything like that. But for so long, I felt like I needed to fit a certain box, and so I didn't celebrate or honor those parts of me as much as I really want to now. And so that to me just gives me such an, um, a wonderful opportunity to connect with an audience of people who relate to that. Mm -hmm. Um, and also to find my voice and share my voice in an industry that really needs that that diversity and and i am excited to to you know put myself out there i love that i love that thank you for your vulnerability because that will impact your artistry huge hugely it will be a big time change in the way you create um and i i know that i'll probably love it <laughs> So thank you for that. Um, one of my last questions for you is, who is your biggest Latin inspiration, if you have one? So uh, Gloria Estefan was definitely a staple in my household. Um, I sort of, for some reason, like really like have combined her energy with my mom's energy and sometimes <laughs> I feel like I feel like she's my mom um even though my mom isn't the Latin part of me like there's like something I think because my mom was such a, a Gloria fan as well um and then my dad was a big Santana fan and so I heard a lot of Santana and Gloria growing up um John Cicada I would sing some John Cicada music um and yeah so those were sort of my my latin musical inspirations growing up and unsurprisingly very pop driven yeah. um and of course you know a little bit of ricky martin as well <laughs> and he because, was hot and yeah he was hot. like i mean hello like there we go but yeah yeah <laughs> i love that i love that my last question for you what are your top five favorite musical theater shows my top five favorite musical theater shows. Ah, uh, I Company is always up there. I remember when I saw the uh, revival with Raul Esparza, and that was uh, game changing for me. Um, so Company has always been high on my list. Um, Sunday in the Park as well. 
the last five years. I mean, you can't. It's just, it's just so iconic, and yeah. that music moves me always. And then let's see who's gonna get the other two slots. Um, ooh, I the light in the piazza is up there, and <clears throat> oh my goodness, <laughs> what are we gonna say? What's gonna come out today at this morning? <laughs> um, we're gonna say uh, rent. Love it. Yeah. What's one, what's that. some of yours? Who uh, mine have shifted um, a little bit, and Juliet is of course there because it just puts me in a really good mood. I just I just realized I forgot one. I sorry sorry. I'm, I I I don't want to interrupt you, but waitress. No. I also love waitress. Yes. So that's that's okay. Now, and Juliet yeah. for you. <laughs> for me, and Juliet, of course, in pieces. Oh. I know I haven't seen a production of it yet, but just that music truly moves me, hits me differently. Um, Lion King will always be there, right? Um, Waitress is also there and Next to Normal. Yeah, I was almost going to say Next to Normal. That had a big impact on me when I, because that, that was coming out. That was out right when I was moving to New York. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, and as of late, shucked. Like, that music is also, like, I laugh alone in my room listening to those songs, so. <laughs> I mean, Alex on anything is perfection, so yeah. um, definitely. Well, yeah. I hope that you get to see, you know you're getting that invite whenever we do anything in pieces related in the city once you're in the city. Oh, my God, I will die. <laughs> <laughs> Personal invite. Joey, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your story, for being so vulnerable and open. I know that a lot of success is coming down your way. I cannot wait to see more of your shows, more of In Pieces, of Forget Me Not, of anything you work on, because more than I am, I'm, I'm truly am a fan. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Seriously, every time I see your kind words or whenever we get to message about things it always means so much and really inspires me and, and helps motivate me to keep on doing what I do <laughs> thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.